hot mess mamas. I know what it feels like to chase your kids all day, drown in laundry, and put yourself last. I know what it feels like to look at the Pinterest moms and the perfect feeds and feel inadequate. But I want you to know that you don't have to feel that way because motherhood isn't perfect. It's beautifully imperfect. I'm here to help you let go of the stress of making motherhood something it's not meant to be for you and creating a super vibrant side to motherhood that fuels your heart and empowers your kids, but makes it more productive and effective for you. Hi, I'm Michelle Bird, and I'm here to walk you through simple, practical hacks that are going to make your life much easier and create more time and space for what actually matters. Fun! Fun forever memories with your kids. So hand out those afternoon snacks and toss in a load of laundry. Who are we kidding? Let's dig in. Hello, mama friends. We have definitely been put through the ringer, right? Especially this last year going through, uh, now is it like two years with COVID? (laughs) I feel like moms more than any other group suddenly took on roles that had to adapt and change more than most any other group out there. Now that may be wrong. It's just my opinion. (laughs) But for me, I know my quiet mornings were suddenly noisy with kids jumping around not being at school. My workouts looked different because I couldn't go work out at the gym. We'd get up really early and go work out downstairs off my computer, which definitely didn't seem like the same thing. There was no fun music, no people to hang out with. As an extrovert, I love going to the gym and being energized and taking gym classes. I love teaching gym classes. It's just my thing. So being in a room all by myself, staring at my computer is just not quite the same. My routines were up in the air, just like most of you. My workspace was suddenly taken over. My husband came back and he took over the office. So my workspace in the office moved and my children took over the kitchen. So my workspace there moved. It was interesting. The social groups and connections and people I was hanging out with as far as like women's Bible studies or mom's groups or anything like that, friends, anything social, was no longer able to connect in person and it was all just over the computer. I became a homeschool mom overnight And that was not exactly my choice, although I love, love, love being with my kiddos and being able to interact with them and being able to just share and walk through things every day, but it wasn't my gift. I am amazed at you homeschool moms out there who would choose to homeschool your kiddos and that is awesome. I love my kids to death, but I am not a good teacher with them. (laughs) So bless you for those moms who are. But I jumped into that realm of being a homeschool mom overnight and this crazy change I think I'm still just recovering from. All these crazy hats that we had to wear for a while, not knowing kind of what was going to happen and when would schools open, when could life return to normal, how were things going to be, 
When would we get a vaccine? All those crazy things. And suddenly now I feel like we're thrown back into quasi normal stuff with school and carpooling and homework and all of the things. But this year, more than ever, I felt overwhelmed with sending my kids back to school and starting school and homework and routines and everything like that, especially starting at a new school. So I'm not sure if you guys feel the same way, but just to put it out there, I was thinking about why does my heart feel kind of heavy? And I think, as I said, I'm just recovering from all the things about COVID and all the uncertainties, especially now, as it hasn't quite all gone away. It's still kind of hanging over our heads and here, and most people are trying to make an assemblance of normalcy, but kids are still going to school with masks. Our kids still take temperatures every morning, and we still know that they could be sent home from school with having COVID maybe, or with having a cold. Just all the pressure I feel is still in the air and still hanging about with us dealing with this virus and everything that it entails and how it disrupts basically everything. So here are some simple steps, five simple steps that I found were bringing me more peace and joy and energy during this season of transition. And I am hoping that they will bring you more peace and joy as well. So let's get started and jump on in. Number one, community. During COVID, we found more than any other season how much we needed community and how much we just needed people. So during this time, I challenge you to connect with friends, either by calling, messaging, going to lunch, grabbing coffee. You can still do those fun things, whether you wear a mask or not, whether you eat inside or outside, whatever you choose to do, but still connect with that community. Your heart just needs that. And as a mom, I think it's really, really important to connect with other moms because we have such tough jobs and we need to be upheld by other moms and know that it's okay. We all struggle with a lot of the same things and same issues that our kids are struggling with. So just connect with people, with your community, with friends, and do your best to continue to connect. Number two, appreciation. I think now more than ever, we are appreciative and thankful for our teachers and staff and all the hard work they do. I know that I am. I'm so appreciative that I can send my kids off to school and that they have so much fun. They go and play at recess and they learn spelling and math and reading and science and they have such an amazing time. And I know their teachers work so hard to prepare lessons and to prepare things for the kids to do and to keep them challenged and have fun. So many things that I am not gifted in. (laughs) I can keep them excited and challenged for a short amount of time, but in the long run, it is tough. So I have a new appreciation for teachers and staff, as I'm sure a lot of us parents do. We're so grateful and thankful to be able to send our kids off and have them be at school. 
So I would challenge you to appreciate your teachers, whether that's sending kind emails, kind notes, whether that's telling your kiddos when they leave every day to go and say goodbye to your teacher and thank you. I think teachers and staff just do not get as much appreciation as they should. I actually started whenever I would go to Trader Joe's, uh, I would pick up an extra bunch of flowers. I usually don't pick up flowers for myself, but I would love to. I just cut some out of our garden. But every time I went to Trader Joe's or a Safeway or something that I needed to pick up some food, I would pick up some flowers, especially if God just put it on my heart. I would pick up an extra set of flowers and bring them home, put them in a vase for a couple minutes. And then when I went to go pick up the kids, I would bring the flowers with me, tie them with a really pretty bow. I have a whole box of ribbon. So grab a ribbon out, tie it up and just give it to one of the staff or teachers. They didn't have to be teachers from our kids directly. They didn't have to be even somebody that we knew super well. But just to know that I know that teacher looked a little down or that teacher was having a hard day or maybe you just wanted to appreciate them. So I think that was huge just to every once in a while do something nice for a teacher, whether it's grabbing some coffee for them, which they love, or grabbing some flowers or just doing something to brighten their day and tell them thank you for all the many hours of hard work that they do and spending with your kiddos and just loving on them during the day. So number one was community. Number two is appreciation. Number three is grace. Give yourself and those around you a little grace. It takes six to eight weeks to transition to this new routine of school. So make sure that you are giving yourself, your spouse, and your kids some grace. I know that our kids are cranky when they come home from school and they're tired, especially towards the end of the week. At the beginning of the week, they're usually pretty good, but they're usually a bit tired and cranky and they've just had a long day. And especially towards the end of the week, Thursday and Friday, it's starting to go downhill. They have more fights with each other. They don't have as much patience. They don't have as much energy. They're just done. So I know that it takes a long time to transition to this new routine. And then I just need to give them some grace, some extra love, some extra hugs, some extra grace in the fact of (laughs) them hurting and kicking and punching each other and getting angry at each other to separate them and say, come here. Let's take a minute. Let's eat a snack. I'm going to give you some grace this time and we're not going to go for the punishment routine, but we are going to take a little break and just see what do you need and how can I help you? So having that extra energy, I think is huge. I know that I need to make sure that I'm guarding my schedule so that I'm doing things during the day that are energizing me and giving myself energy and rest so that at two o'clock when I need to leave to go pick up my kiddos and at three o'clock or two 30, when I see them, that I can be ready for them. I can be ready for their attitudes of gloom. I can be ready for their inability to handle being respectful and 
yelling and all that, that I can give them a little extra grace. I find that if I have enough patience and energy at that point, and I have brought a snack, that life goes a little bit better. And sometimes we can't even get home without getting a snack. But I've found that if I bring a snack in the car and I say, here you go, take a little water, here's a snack, take a deep breath, and then I want to hear about your day when you're ready. I think that helps a whole lot. Sometimes half an hour or an hour after we get home, I try to connect with each kid. Sometimes I go and sit on their bed with them and just hang out and say, hey, I want to hear about your day. What happened? Or sometimes we talk about, okay, so where should we go on our next vacation? What should we do this next weekend? What friends do you want to have over? How are you doing? So all these good questions, I feel like they just need a moment. They need to settle from the day and then know that they are loved and well taken care of and that they are heard. So that is a huge thing of knowing how to support your kids and your spouse and yourself through the transition of these times. Making sure that you have enough energy at the end of the day to connect with your kiddos and give them the energy that they need. If you're at zero energy and you're asked to be patient and kind to your kiddos, it is really hard and usually doesn't go well. <laughs> at least I have found. But to, as I mentioned, care for your kiddos, what do they need right at that moment when you pick them up? Do they need a hug? Do they need a snack? Do they need some water? So I said, mine just need a snack and some water and they're so much better by the time we get home. And also, how is your spouse? How's your spouse doing as far as craziness and transition and rides and homework and all the stuff? They may be overwhelmed too. So just give everybody a little bit extra grace. So number one, we have dig into community. Number two, show appreciation to those around you, including those teachers and staff. Number three, give grace, grace to yourself, your kids, your spouse, give everybody a little bit of grace. Hey mama, this episode is sponsored by my favorite product line. Whether you want to gain more energy, better sleep, be in control of your health or lose five or even a hundred pounds, this inexpensive wellness program has proven results time and time again. My friend just lost about 70 pounds and another one of my friends lost about 80. You have access to a personal coach who walks with you, a connected community, easy, no hassle meal prep, and lots more help along the way. What more info? Shoot me a DM, Facebook message, email, or check out my website, The Busy Vibrant Mom. What are you waiting for? It's so much fun. It's time to invest in you. Number four, this one is a big one. I think fear. We are called not to live in a place of fear. And this is so important because in this season, I feel like a lot of people are super fearful and they're fearful of catching COVID. They're fearful of what other people are doing. They're fearful of 
how other people are reacting. People are very strongly opinionated of wearing masks, not wearing masks, getting vaccinated, not getting vaccinated, connecting with people outside your house, not connecting with people. There are very strong poles in either end. So remember to restrain from judging those around you and take a step back knowing that a lot of people have different opinions at this point. And a lot of it I think is driven out of fear. They're fearful for themselves or their family or somebody that they know or somebody that they're in contact with and they can be super fearful and that makes them afraid and then they lash out in ways to protect themselves or to control the situation or to control the people around them and that is just huge we are called to let go of fear and not be fearful so as you interact with those around you if they feel differently if they have different opinions take that with a grain of salt take a deep breath and give them a little bit of grace Also, protect what you are watching. Protect that you are watching social media or what you are consuming, listening to, and reading. Whether that be watching the news all the time, being up on social media, reading all kinds of crazy blogs or real blogs, but all these things are going to pour into your head and pour into your heart and those are the things that are going to come out to other people that fear of what is happening in our world and what is our government doing and why aren't people doing this and why aren't people doing that it's all from a fear-based place and that can get really ugly really quickly my caution would be to take a step back and do not live in a place of fear. So number one, we have love and dive into that community. Number two, appreciate those around you, especially teachers and staff. Number three, give grace where it's needed. Give grace to your family, give grace to friends. And number four, do not live in a place of fear. Step back from that place of fear and take a deep breath. Number five, draw close to God. This, I feel like more than any other season, is a season of sitting before God on a daily basis and letting him fill us with his peace, calming our fears and giving us eyes to see those people he is putting in our path that he wants us to love. I think the best way of getting to know God or somebody else is to sit and spend time with them. If you are not in his word every day, you are going to be missing out. He wants to spend time with you and he wants to talk to you and fill your heart because when your heart is filled with the things of God and his word and his presence, there's no room for a sense of fear. There's no room for frustration and anger and all the other things of this world that consume you. So take a deep breath and sit before God on a daily basis, figure out a good time when that is, whether it's in the morning, I like to do it after I take my kids to school since I work out really early, and then I race back home and my husband is so amazing, he gets all the kids ready for school and then I come back home and take them to school, or Ashley has a carpool that takes her, 
and then he dives into work. And then later in that afternoon, I go and pick up all the kids or there's a couple days where he goes and picks up our boys and I pick up Ashley and the rest of the carpool buddies. So I like to connect with God after I get home and take a shower and then I grab some coffee or some breakfast and just take a seat and sit before God and read his word and take a deep breath. Now that may not work for you as far as when scheduling some time might be. Maybe you want to do it super early. Maybe you get up and the quiet of that morning, you have some coffee before the house is crazy, before the kids have woken you up, before the routine of school that you want to have just some time with God and take a moment. Maybe it's also before you go to bed. I know I used to really enjoy reading God's word before I went to bed because it would settle my mind and give me peace and comfort before I went to sleep. And my heart and my head would be focused on God's word and what I was reading rather than thoughts of the world, thoughts of what else I was going to do the next day, thoughts of the to-do list and the to-do items that never end. And so I just felt that I slept more peaceful and I enjoyed it more being curled up in bed at night and reading and just enjoying God's word. So do what works best for you, but definitely fit it into your day. As we transition into this new season of school, as we continue to deal with COVID, that is so vitally important that we practice these five things that we talked about. Drawing close to community, appreciating those around us, giving grace to those around us, not diving into fear, drawing close to God. Those five things are so important We live in a fallen world, hurting, sinful, a world that is desperate for God's love. And they're just looking for something. And we know that it's Jesus. As Christians, we know that the world is looking for hope. It's looking for control. It's looking for all kinds of things. But we know that our hope is in God because in the end, that's where we're going. We don't have to have hope in this world. And if this virus will go away or how things will work out. We know that ultimately we're not destined for this world, but that we will be somewhere else. So hopefully this episode has helped you to feel a bit more in control and a bit more uplifted during these crazy COVID days, knowing that we don't have to put our hope in this world. If this episode has blessed you, please, please bless others by leaving a written review on iTunes or sharing this podcast with others, maybe taking a picture of it and sharing it on Facebook or Instagram or just tagging it and sending it to a friend. Oh, I pray over you moms. You have a difficult job, but God has given you so much strength to do it. So go and take on that day. Make it an amazing, busy, vibrant day. If you like my mom's show, please leave a review. Post a screenshot in your Instagram stories and tag her. Pretty please. 
Hey, if today's episode was meaningful to you, please share this with others. Take a screenshot, tag me and post it in your stories. Together we can change our days, spread joy, inspire others and be a better version of ourselves. Until next time, keep laughing and smiling. Come join me on my Facebook group, The Busy Vibrant Mom. Thanks.